In this month's episode of Table Tennis Talk, there are some exciting new tournaments to talk about, including the 2020 Chinese Nationals and the Japanese All-Star Dream Match. We also catch up on the Dusseldorf Masters, a tournament series in Germany that we totally slept on. And finally, we learn some special table tennis rules that your granny is already very familiar with. everyone, and welcome to another episode, the October episode of Table Tennis Talk. I'm one of your hosts, Ryan Lewis, and I'm here with Joey Cochran. Hey, Ryan. Hey, hey how's it going? Going good. Episode 19. This is actually because we did a special episode with um, with your old coach. Uh, this is actually our 20th episode. Awesome. Dang. Which is uh, pretty impressive. <laughs> it is impressive. I, it's That's cool. <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed so, with this. Uh, it's uh, been a, a big month, I guess. Uh, we got we actually have stuff to talk about. Yes, <laughs> table tennis again. Um, how's your How's your month been going? Uh, it's been It's been exhausting. Actually, it's been pretty exhausting. Um, <laughs> we I mean, we have a baby, so um, it's just like a hundred percent of your time needs to be dedicated to watching a baby from either me or my wife. So that's, it's, it's awesome. It's, it's tiring, but it's, it's awesome. And he's been, he's been growing like crazy. So that's kind of sad. He's growing out of all of his clothes. Um, still just as cute, but getting bigger. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's, yeah, that's, I don't know. Exhausting. We have, uh, I started a, a bet with my wife. So, um, uh-huh. Our bet is by the end of the year, so December 31st, um, whoever has either my, so I have my YouTube channel um, and I'm trying to get subscribers on it. And my wife has a cake business and she's got an Instagram. So she's trying to get followers on her Instagram to help her cake business. So we started a bet and whoever has the most followers on Instagram or YouTube subscribers by the end of the year, uh, wins the bet and yeah we're betting five bucks wow. so i i started Whoa, with bet. like yeah big money i started with like a hundred more subscribers than her because i just had a head start but she's already within like 60 or something like that like oh dang. that's pretty good so if you're listening go subscribe share it with all your friends i need to beat my wife i need that five bucks so yeah not uh, to your wife's cake business to yeah your don't yeah channel cake business she does not need more business <laughs> if you want to go check that out uh, her her cake instagram is cakes that are baked it's actually pretty cool she does a really good job cool. um but yeah don't subscribe or anything <laughs> um the what else so i i told you last month that i had started a little business um i don't really want to get into it on the podcast but like I had an inventory and within, I th- it was about a week I had sold out of my whole inventory. So that was pretty cool. Um, so nice. I'm, I'm looking to grow it now and get more inventory. <laughs> cool. Yeah. It's pretty exciting. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much been my month. What's how, how have you been? Um, yeah, busy as well. I'm working on creating a new, um, course and so that has been a uh a, a struggle an interesting uh 
new process and um but it's been good i've i've kind of had to hack my productivity and stuff like that so that's been interesting um trying to figure out what makes me tick are those <laughs> so books can... are those both books what makes me tick and hack your productivity i feel like those are titles of books no but um you just gave me some good ideas for books <laughs> okay <right> now. <laughs> um so been doing that and um table tennis has finally started up again so i've been trying to watch some and do research and man it's just um we'll talk about it a little bit later but it it is continuously uh, confounding how difficult it is to find information on table tennis events around the world. And um, I would say that kind of the existing resources don't make it any easier, which is too bad. So that's, I've found uh, the, the same thing in my, yeah. my research. Yeah. Um, yeah, other than that, just uh, getting ready for Halloween, trying to watch some scary movies. And, <laughs> um, they're remaking The Witches. I don't know if you remember The Witches. Uh-uh. Uh, it was I a Roald Dahl book. Um, he, I don't know. Uh, I've never actually heard, even heard of it. I mean, I know what a witch is, but I oh, didn't. Man. Is it a TV show? Is it a movie? He said it's a book. So The Witches is a book by Roald Dahl. He wrote, like, Willy Wonka and... Oh. Uh, James and the Giant Peach and Matilda and all those books. Oh, um, cool. English, British, British author. He was like my favorite growing up. And um, he wrote The Witches. And then they made a movie with like, uh, I forget who did it. Um, but anyways, um, is it HBO Max? Yeah, HBO Max is doing a, a remake of the movie, um, which should be pretty cool. I'm, I'm excited about that. Cool. That is cool. That'll come in before Halloween. So I'll be able to watch it and get into <laughs> so um yeah so, so let's move into the episode um our we'll talk about some of the upcoming events at the end um but first let's talk about the dusseldorf masters events so this was a so first of all we i i feel like we need to apologize to our audience um we uh totally missed this <laughs> It actually started back. We in missed June. it for like several months. <laughs> several months in a row. It's it's over now. It stopped in August. So so we we not only missed it, we also missed the end. And then I sent you a text like last week, and I was like, "What is this? What happened?" And um, it's really so. It was a. It's one of those things like it like even even now it's hard to find information on it, and like all yeah. these awesome matches have been being played and. I still have a hard time, like, what what happened? <laughs> like, and when yeah. it was going on, it was like, I mean, we didn't even know about it. So, but yeah, yeah I'll let you, I'll let you continue. Yeah. So, um, well, I think you were having a baby around that time. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's kind of understandable. I don't, I have no excuse. I was doing nothing. Um, so it was basically a tournament series held at a single table tennis club in um, Dusseldorf, Germany, and. Most of the competitors were either German players or people who were in Germany for like Bundesliga. Um, so kind of like all the German players that you would you would expect to see there, like Timo Boll, Dmitry Ovtrov, um, Patrick Francisca, they all um, took part. But then Kanak Ja also played a lot of the matches. Omar Asar um, played a lot of matches, and I think they were they were there. And what was it, Anton Kalberg? 
Um, they, they were all foreign players that I believe were there for Bundesliga, which was um, postponed, I guess. Again, something that's hard to find information on in English. Yeah. Um, so anyways, they did like they did these weekend uh, kind of tournaments uh, from June to August. And um, you can find most of the matches online. Uh, there are some really good matches. Timo Bull actually won the first one, but then he didn't play anymore. Hmm. Then uh, Dimitri Ovtrov played several and won. I think his I think his tally at the end was he won three of them. Um, and but one of the things was there were ten events, nine of them were men's events, and only one women's event. <laughs> and I'm like, well, what's up with that? That's weird. Maybe they didn't have very I mean, many women who wanted to play. I don't know. That seems I mean, really Germany weird. Germany has Germany like. You know, Germany regularly has, you know, um, players, if not, like, taking, like, the Europe top 16, like, at least placing in the top threes. So, I mean, they have a strong women's team. It's kind of disappointing that they didn't uh, let them play. That's, yeah, it seems really weird. Maybe maybe they did play. We just, there's just no information about those uh, <laughs> other eight events. <laughs> we'll find out about it in like two more months <laughs> well that that could be possible i i feel like the worst that the saddest thing is i mean even even googling the event gets you almost nowhere going to european table tennis union site gets you nowhere um even i go to like uh tennis.de which is like i guess table tennis in uh german and like there's there's like almost zero information on there as well so it's like so sometimes i wonder it's like why why are why are people even playing why are people even putting these events on if you're not Can like promoting them and providing yeah. information yeah because it's that's like table know, tennis sponsors. to a t though like <laughs> let's be real that's true <laughs> german table tennis usually does a pretty good job though like advertising and getting money and getting like sponsors and televi- television and all that stuff so yeah but it's like yeah <laughs> i feel like it, you know it, i feel like there's two things like on the one hand it's like yeah things have been weird so maybe I don't know. Maybe they just didn't have all their ducks in a row before they got started. But on the other hand, with so many sports like around the world being like not happening, I almost feel like for people for like companies that like to sponsor sports, this is like a perfect opportunity. Um, and yeah, if they could have like, I mean, if they would have promoted it, it would have been a great way to, I guess, promote um, products and stuff. But yeah. Oh well. <laughs> well, while 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 Germany was doing that, uh, Japan was was really showing everybody how to get it done. They they put on, um, I feel like in Japan. So table tennis has always been pretty popular in Japan, but I feel like they're they're kind of taking it more seriously now and pushing it like even farther trying to get it even more popular. Um, T league is like the perfect example of how they're trying to organize it. And they do such a good it. job with the T league. Like it's, yeah. it's exciting. It's, it's a little different. It's very like cinematic, not cinematic. Like, yeah, I don't know. Over, over the top with like the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the, uh, I don't I, I can't think of the word 
enthusiasm. I think cinematic's a great, uh, <laughs> great word for it. Yeah. And yeah, they do um, a really good job with that. And it's, it's pretty fun to watch it. Yeah. And so they, um, T-League hasn't been happening. Um, they actually suspended, I think they had to suspend the final. I'm not sure if they ever played that. Again, I'd have to go do research. But um, they put on, they called it the uh, All-Star Dream Match 2020. And so they took um, a group of T-League players and a group of players on the national teams, both uh, men's and women's, and then they had them play each other. Um, so the national team would would put one person up and then the T league would put one person up. And sometimes there was like, there was kind of some fuzziness because some of the T league players, I believe were, are also on the national team and some of the national team players, I mean, maybe they've, they've kind of refreshed. They have a new national team or something, but um, some of the national team players, I feel like have not been on the national team before. Um, So there was some weirdness there, but, it was, I think what was cool is that the national team, in the end, the T-League actually, the T-League teams actually won, <laughs> um, which was kind of surprising because you would think the national team would just kind of, it would just be a, um, they would just swamp the uh, T-League, but it was actually pretty balanced and they were really good matches. I think in the end, T-League just won by one match so it was a it was very pretty close. even well the t-league players are really good um right they're right. i mean like you said some of them are on the national team and the ones that yeah. aren't are like very close like they could right. like i mean yeah they could probably beat most of the national team players on like a good day um yeah and so it's it's not surprising that they're that they won like the national team is probably a little bit better but it's a little bit better, not too much. Right. At least and, for some of them. Most, some of them are, are going to be way better. Like Harimoto is going to be, he's, I don't know, top five in the world for a reason. So Yeah. Yeah. Um, but most national team players do play in T-League also. So, you know, it's not the first time that they've played against um, each other as well, and which I think makes it. That's really good that they do. One thing, when you were talking about the the Dusseldorf Masters and how Kanak is playing in that, like that – I was looking at some of his matches and playing like every week against this super tough competition of like top players in the world, like every yeah. single week, like that experience is amazing. Like you can't beat it. So yeah. it's pretty, it's pretty cool. And like it, like the, the T league, the Japanese national team players, they're playing that T league and they're playing really good players pretty much every yeah. week. And that experience is like, it's just so good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then after they did the T League, they did a men's and national uh, men's national team versus women's national team match, um, where they did kind of like a I don't know what you would call it. I don't know if you call it round robin. Is that what it's called? No, not round robin. That's something different. <laughs> this is when they, they played, like and a- it was like if you won the point, you keep playing. Yeah. So they had the women's team was was all on the court, and then the men's team was all on the court. And then basically one one woman and one man would be playing and whoever lost the point, then they would swap out with another person from the men's team. Is there a name yeah. for that? Yeah, so we used to call it Brazilian teams. 
Um, we Brazilian play, teams. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, basically, like, if you lose the point, then you get in the back of the line for your team, and the next person in line steps up and, and plays the point. So if you yeah. win, you just keep playing playing the next opponent, the next opponent. You just play one point at a time. And yeah. I don't know. I don't think they ever got to this because it was pretty even, um, surprisingly, very even. Um, uh, but we used to play like if you if you went around the world, basically like if you beat everyone on the other team, I think it was twice. Mm-hmm. If you go around the world twice, then you have to you 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 go to the back of your own line, even if you keep winning. <laughs> so, oh, okay. But yeah, the the women's and the men's. I think the women actually ended up winning it. Um, which was yeah. a surprise to me. And what's even more surprising is that Mima Ito wasn't even playing in it. So their their yeah. star player was not playing and they, they still won. So it's kind of I like a fun what... event. So I'm not sure how serious it was, but it was yeah, I don't surprising. know what's up with that. I'm I'm like I'm a little uh nervous about Mima Ito because she wasn't even there. And so I'm kind of um I'm kind of wondering if there's, I don't know if she's injured. I mean, she didn't, she never played in the T league, but she was, she's definitely on the national team. Right. Um, And these were national team players for this particular event. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know if she, um, I'm going to, maybe she had COVID or something. I don't know. Yeah. That hopefully not. I'm checking her Twitter. She hasn't uh, tweeted and, two years so. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't help any that doesn't help any uh well hopefully she's uh she's okay and she will uh come back and, and keep playing i wonder if she was pl- like out of the country maybe playing in a different league when you travel between countries right now there's like a two-week waiting period where you have to like quarantine so yeah. it's not easy to travel. So maybe she was just like out of town training and didn't want to do the quarantine. I don't know. Just a guess. Huh. Let's see. Well, it looks like she posted. Okay. So she moved from Twitter to Instagram like like some people have done. She posted a little fashion shot a few weeks ago. So <laughs> I, think she's, I think she's okay. Maybe she was just... Uh, I don't know. Most of these are are pictures of her dressed up. So I don't know. Maybe she's just taking a break. Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) And they don't ever talk about it. So, or at least they don't talk about it in English. So um, we will just assume that she was uh, on holiday, like you suggested, and um, went outside of the country. Anyways, let's let's move on. So uh, China wasn't going to be beat by Japan, clearly. Uh, so they did the, um, they held the 2020 uh, Chinese National Championships is what they ca- are calling it. Not really like, not really the Marvelous 12. Typically that's what they do for their kind of like annual event. I think this one was a little um, different. So uh, I think they have the both, Marvelous right? 12. So the Chinese Nationals, anyone, they do both. anyone can play. The Marvelous oh, okay. Twelve, I think, is um, as long anyone can play as long as you're a Chinese citizen. Um, yeah. And then the Marvelous Twelve, I think, is invite only. So okay, the the national the Chinese nationals, I forget his name now, but he's the the old guy who's like fifty. 
the chopper. Oh, Yingqiao. He was yeah, he's the one who won the Chinese Nationals last time. So that he would like upset yeah. everybody and super good player. And he had won it like 30 years prior or something like <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so this one I I had a hard time with this. So it just ended like this morning or yesterday. I think it was yesterday or in the yeah. middle of the night or something. Um, but I, I was kind of watching some of the matches and it's, you can, you can find them on YouTube, but it's a little bit hard to watch, or at least for me, it was a little bit hard because, um, they, let's see, there's so many reasons it like you never, I could never figure out like where they were, like if it was the, the semifinals, the quarterfinals, the finals, like what round mm-hmm. they were playing, um, some of the people I hadn't heard of, which is kind of fun to watch Chinese players beat like no name Chinese players beat like national team Chinese players. So the, one of the matches sure. I watched was against, uh, it was between Shushin and Wang Bo. Wang Bo I'd never mm-hmm. heard of and Wang Bo won the match. So that was pretty surprising, but a good match. And also like the commentaries in Chinese. So it's hard to follow. Um, th- they have the scores, which helps. But yeah, I just found it like hard to follow because I didn't know where they were in the tournament. I didn't know the names of the players. I didn't know like what they were saying. But yeah. at the same time, like I was telling you this earlier, where the technique when you watch two Chinese players play against each other is perfect. <laughs> like they do yeah. everything right. And the rallies last a lot longer because they're just so consistent and they're they're so good. And um, yeah. So if you want to watch like super good table tennis, like I don't know when the last time Shushin lost was, but it was, I don't know. He lost this last week to a no name Chinese yeah. guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was, so one of the things that I, I, I did really like about this event was that it was pretty long. So it wasn't just like, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of tournaments are more just like men's women's than doubles and maybe mixed doubles now. Uh, but this started off with a team event um, based on I'm I'm it sounded like the team event was based on cities. Yeah, I think so. So there were like cities. Yeah. yeah. And so um so that was cool because you got to see uh these kind of I don't know, there's like a little bit of uh when when there's like team like when there's team events, it seems like there's a little bit more enthusiasm around it because it's not just like a single match and it's not always like, you know, this person. And if they lose, they're out. It, it's kind of like a longer event and you kind of have, I don't know. Team events team are to root for. my favorite to play in also. Like they're more exciting to watch because oh, cool. there's like some little bit of a rivalry maybe, but also like playing it is, is really fun. It's my, it's, it's my favorite way to play is in team events. Cool. Um, so they did that and then they did, um, kind of the normal, the doubles, uh, mixed men's and women's and then the singles men's and women's. Um, and yeah, I was uh, one, one of the really good things they did is that ITTF, um, streamed it on their YouTube channel, the entire, the entire thing. Obviously they didn't, it was really just one table, um, so you didn't get to see all the matches, but, um, it was cool to, uh, to come home. I remember 
when it was like the, I think it was the team. I don't know if it was the finals. It might've been like the semi or the quarterfinals or something, but it was like on a Friday night at 8 PM. So it was like perfect primetime viewing. I got, I got some pizza and turned it on the the main TV. Awesome. My wife got a little angry. She doesn't, she doesn't like to watch. Table <laughs> <tennis>. <laughs> so that was cool. Cause it was like, Oh, this is like, this is, this is what it feels like to sit down in the evening and watch a sport, you know, with table tennis, <laughs> considering the time zone, usually that's not how it works. And then also a lot of times the, the finals of the events are on Saturdays or Sundays, so not weeknights. So, uh-huh. um, so they did live stream and that was good. And then the finals, uh, usually, I think it was usually like the quarter and the semifinals and the finals, they usually had better, like better cameras and they had multiple angles and they had the kind of the, the recap, um, slow motion shots after people uh, made points. So the quality was really good. Um, so I'm hoping that that is a something they keep doing uh, for a lot of lot of events that may be more like regional like this. I know probably one of the main reasons they were they were live streaming it is because there weren't basically no spectators mm-hmm. um, at any of the events. Uh, but I hope that even once they start allowing spectators and they they keep doing it, that would be nice. That's like, yeah, totally. I mean, it's really good for, I mean, table tennis is a worldwide sport, right? And yeah. it's good for viewers, right? Like, I mean, in sponsorships, if you want to get sponsors, the more people, the more eyes that see it, the better. So um, yeah. hopefully they'll keep doing that. I think we can probably learn quite a bit from like all this COVID stuff going on, like, do more live streaming. Yeah. <laughs> it's a perfect yeah. example. Yeah. So, uh, in terms of results, I think I think that's one thing that I was really interested in is to kind of see how everybody is playing after they kind of weren't at least competing for for half a year at mm-hmm. least. Um, so, Fan Zhendong beat Malong in the men's finals. That was a an incredible match. Like Fan Zhendong was like perfect. <laughs> <laughs> He I haven't seen perfect. that one. I I need to go watch the final. It just happened. Like, it's really good. Like just last night, I think. Yeah, there's a super cut. We'll we'll link. We'll put some links for the videos for this in the in the show notes. But he was like, what was really interesting is you've got Fan Zhendong and you've got Ma Long, and both of them are kind of vying for like best in the world right now. Um, and so you kind of see them doing things that they maybe don't always show. Like if Fan Zhendong is playing like some, I don't know, in anybody else really, um, you kind of see the typical Fan Zhendong thing where he's just like, he's just kind of everything is perfect. And, you know, his perfection is what overwhelms uh, the player because the other player, it's usually like they're doing faults. But with Malong, it's like both of them are perfect. So they both have to do different things. Like, like Fan Zhendong actually like um, like lost points on a couple of serves because he was trying a new serve, which really? I'd never really seen him do. That's interesting. Um, yeah, you most of the Chinese they stick to like one or two serves. Yeah, exactly. And um, also, like it seemed like what was really winning. Uh, you you got to see what's the what's the what's the shot that usually you see pen holder people do it where they kind of like. Ju- they get really high and they usually go over the table and then they kind of do like a flick. Is there a name for that shot? Um, 
when the I ball's like really short and they kind of come up and they just like flick it and I don't know. I think you need to coin a new shot. I don't. I'm not sure which one you're talking about. <laughs> a flick. It's not like a really? banana f- or anything like that. Strawberry. It's like the thing. Like Malin Jushin always do it. So it's like if the ball's really short, they'll kind of jump up over the table and then. I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh man. Okay. Um, we'll have to come back after this. Uh, this we'll have to come back in the next episode. Anyways. Ma Long did that to win a point, and it was like, what is this? Like, I've never, I don't think I've ever seen Ma Long do this shot. I don't think I've ever really seen almost anybody that wasn't a pin holder do this shot. Um, but you got to see them being very creative. Um, and a lot of, like, the the points, especially a lot of Fan Dong's points, were won because of, like, changes in timing because they would get in a rally and like there would be kind of like, you know, a, a consistent timing. And then he would, he would either hit it, hit it like sooner off the bounce or later off the bounce. Mm. Um, and then that would like mess up Malong's timing who would then um, hit it in the net or hit it over or something like that. So that's pretty interesting analysis. I I'm yeah, that's cool. I gotta, I definitely want to go see that now. It's a good match. Yeah. I, um, I'm surprised, like, that's good. I don't know what to say. I'm a little bit speechless. I'm, I'm <laughs> glad that you, uh, are seeing the change of pace though. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, and then Chun Meng beat, uh, Sun Ying Shaw in the women's finals. Um, kind of not, not quite as close as the Fan Zhendong Ma Long match. Um, Sun Ying Shaw is a great player, but Chun Meng is like, she's, I think she might be a little, um, gunning for the number one world ranking again taking it from Liu Xiwen who who didn't play uh that I could see in any of the matches um and so I was a little another concern because she's she's world ranked number one right now and so to see her not really be playing you know now that I think about I don't know if I saw Ding Ning either I kind of feel like Ding Ning is semi-retired. Like she still, I think, is on the national team, but there have been a yeah. few different tournaments where I haven't seen her. So yeah. it makes me kind of wonder what what uh, about her. Yeah, I wonder. Yeah. yeah, I mean, the women's team is so strong. They have so many good players. I wouldn't be surprised if it was just like. Yeah, she is getting a little bit older now too. Work. I think she's thirty. So. She, I think that she's kind of, I don't know. I kind of feel like she's semi-retired or maybe retired, but she's definitely not playing all the tournaments like some of the younger Chinese women are. For sure. Yeah. So let's talk about new events. So there's this restart thing. I don't know if uh, you've seen that at all. Yeah, I've been yeah watching. <laughs> there's a lot of ads on. So... Going back to my wife's uh, Instagram, again, don't subscribe to that, but I've been uh, getting a an Instagram or I've gotten an Instagram so I can go and watch her videos and like her posts as part of our agreement. Um, yeah. And because of that, I'm following ITTF on Instagram. And, okay. um, <laughs> and so they've been posting a bunch of restart videos and posts and stuff and basically it's to get people excited because they're starting um they're starting 
to have tournaments again. So they they have all these yeah. advertisements and a lot of them are pretty cool. I, it, they do a, a pretty good job with them. So yeah, they've been doing, uh, I think they, I think they're calling it rewind where they've been kind of looking back. They've been posting a lot of, uh, on Instagram and then also YouTube, um, posting older, uh, tournaments, older matches, which is cool. Cause some of them I feel like aren't like on really YouTube. Um, mm-hmm. And so they've been posting a lot of older matches, and uh, I was watching some like late '90s matches when uh, like Vladimir Samsonov was like really young, looking like he was he was he has such a baby face um, when he was playing, and um, LGL uh, Liu Goliang, Liu Goliang, yeah, uh, he was uh, he was still playing. And uh, Ma Lin was young and playing, so it's it's pretty interesting. Um, some of the players and their ages. Waldner, for some reason, always looked kind of old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> even when he was actually young, I feel like he was. Um, he he still looked like he was kind of. Maybe it's because he he rarely ever smiles. I don't know if that's it. <laughs> um, but yeah, some of those matches are cool. But it was back when the rules were to twenty one. Um, and that makes it a little hard to watch. I feel like, um, one of the, yeah, I think that the, the 21 point games, they, they were definitely harder to watch going to 11. The games are shorter They're The underdog has a little bit more of a chance to, to make an upset happen and they're yeah. definitely more exciting. So I think maybe a little less strategic as far as like serving goes, but definitely better for the spectators. And yeah. one of I, my, sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, how old were you when the, when the rules changed? They changed it in 2001. So, so you were already playing. Yeah, I was playing, I think I was like 11 or 12, something like that. Okay. Yeah. The actually, so my, my latest YouTube channel or my latest YouTube video is, I talk about that a little bit. That's why I know 2001. <laughs> oh, cool. cool. Yeah. Um, yeah. One of the matches, this isn't one of, I don't think they reposted it, but you can find it on ITTF's channel. It's from, um, I, I think it was 2013 worlds. So it's maybe, it was actually maybe older than that, but mm. it was between, uh, Werner Schlager from Austria and Juice Hook from Korea. He was a chopper mm. and it's cool. one of my very favorite matches. So if you're, if you are watching some of these like rewind matches, go check that one out. It's 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 the finals of the worlds. It's two non-Chinese players, which might have been the last time it happened was against these two players. <laughs> and it was an awesome match. Just like super fun match to watch. Cool. We can put a link in the show notes too. Yeah, sure. So So are you gonna say anything? Else? Yeah, I I, th- I think it was two thousand three worlds, not two thousand thirteen worlds. It was quite a while ago. Yeah. So as part of this, them, them getting things restarted in uh, the beginning, well, almost like all of November, there, a bunch of players are going to be in China. So the way that, the way that they've communicated it is that the players, the trainers, the coaches, and I guess any staff will be in a bubble, bubble in air quotes. Um, where they're, they're, I guess, keeping them all in this bubble in China, um, whatever that bubble looks like. 
Um, and they're having the Women's World Cup November 8th to 10th, the Men's World Cup November 13th to 15th, and then the they're just calling it ITTF Finals. I guess it it's it's the equivalent of like the World Tour Finals, but there really hasn't been like a a World Tour this year. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's just the top 16 men and women um, will be playing 19th through the 22nd. So it's it's going to be a pretty busy month. Uh, that's a lot of uh, big tournaments happening happening all kind of at the same time. It. Yeah, well, the two World Cups, I feel like those are usually pretty close together. But then, yeah, like you said, they're, they're almost like cramming it all in um, yeah. before the end of the year, which is fine with me because I'm ready for it to happen. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it'll definitely be a pretty exciting uh, November. Those are all in November. So, yeah, I feel like and the, I mean, it makes... the bubble thing, They, yeah. I think – that's kind of common right now with a lot of sports. I don't know if you follow like yeah. the NBA. Um, they're all yeah. being like all of the playoff games are being played on the same court in Florida, I think. And all of the teams are like in this bubble. And so they're like, yeah. I, I was reading something the other day where like between games, they're like the things that they're doing, they're like playing bingo and they have, like a bingo hall and like, like all these like random things. I don't know um, that they're doing. Cause they're like just kind of isolated so yeah it's at uh disneyland is it at disneyland okay yeah i don't know disneyland or disney world yeah i can't remember that um yeah it's at disney world i remember listening to a podcast where they kind of talked about the way it was working and um yeah it's basically like they all stay at a hotel and they kind of never get to leave um which I don't know. I'm kind of if a you're at Disneyland. I mean, <laughs> happiest place on earth. Yeah, uh, it doesn't seem like such a bad thing uh, to me, but um, I could see that some people, you know, I think I don't some know. of the like the big stars are probably pretty used to it. Like, I can't imagine LeBron James just right. like going to the grocery store kind of thing. Like, he's probably <laughs> pretty isolated most of the time anyway. So, yeah, yeah, I remember watching the. Uh, there's a Michael Jordan documentary on, well, I guess it was about the Chicago Bulls, um, oh, yeah. The Last Dance on yeah. Netflix. And yeah, it was it was shown Michael Jordan and it was, I mean, he pro- he practically just lived in a hotel room anyways because he couldn't really go anywhere without people. I can't, it's just like, it sounds so miserable. I would hate to, I would hate to be famous like that. Like, Yeah, yeah. I'll take his money, but well, I don't want his fame. You better be careful <laughs> with that YouTube channel, man. You're, uh, you're going... <laughs> yeah. Going to the top. I know. As long as I beat my wife, that's all that really matters. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, our our next episode will be right kind of in the middle of um, the uh, World Cup events next month. So that'll be fun. We'll have some some big matches to talk about. Finally, <laughs> finally. <laughs> um. So Joey's coaching corner. Do you have anything for us this month? Um. I haven't thought about it. Uh, let me think. What was your video about uh, this morning that you posted? Um, I actually haven't posted it yet. I'm still editing oh, okay. it. I had to. The lighting was all screwed up, so I had to re-record like last night after the baby went to sleep. So I haven't oh, finished man. editing yet. <laughs> uh, but it's it's uh, on. It's about granny rules. <laughs> 
so granny rules yeah so whenever you go to like your office play at the office or at a bar or um just at a friend's house or whatever it seems like they're always like house rules that people play with sure so i i call them granny rules um and (laughs) so i my video is like I think I have 10 or 11, I think 11 things like just these random, maybe 12, uh, like random rules that people play with and like what the actual rules are. So it's not like a coaching video. It's just kind of a fun video I wanted to put together. So there's one. So give me, give me one. Yeah. yeah, So one of them, um, at my office, they played a 21 and if you hit deuce, so if you hit 2020, then you go back to 15 all. What? Yeah, you don't play deuce. You just play you you back you go back to fifteen fifteen. So yeah, so it's rules well, like that. I just have a, a whole list of them that I've I've come across. That's so, so funny. It's it's kind of a fun way to play. A lot of the way, like a lot of the rules are kind of fun, um, but uh, a lot of them are kind of absurd. <laughs> I mean, I, I've never heard of that. Is is that like a, a, something you think maybe just somebody at your work? came up with and was like well this is a new rule i probably yeah Yeah. i don't know someone (laughs) played like that at somewhere or made it up at some point and that's that's the way you play table tennis so yeah another one is like i mean going to 21 was on my list also like for sure 21 and that one kind of makes more sense because you used to play to 21 so right um yeah we used to do that at at when i was at expedia we used to for a while we were playing till 21 and then um we were playing doubles so it kind of like took a long time so then we were like well let's just let's just start doing to 11 and then we we switched in the middle for some reason uh-huh and i don't think anybody knew what was like the right way to play <laughs> it was just like all right let's do this so well, cool. All right. Well, that is it for our episode today. Uh, any any final words for the uh, podcast? I I want to say like the I don't even know if I should bring it up, but I think I have to because it's like such an embarrassment. Um, I the I was I was on I think ESPN or something, and I noticed that the the pickleball national championships are going on. Uh, and they had 777 players exactly, which is right around the, like, that's about how many people sign up for the U S nationals. It's usually between like 600 and a thousand, something like that. So I went to the pickleball's website and they have like, how do I enter? So it's going on, I think this week. And, um, the, the entry fee for the men's singles was $110 and, so I, I compared it to the 2019 entry fee to the U.S. Nationals, $110, exactly the same. So it's about the same number of players, same entry fee. Pickleball is on ESPN. Table tennis is nowhere to be found. Pickleball had $150,000 in prize money. And uh, USA Table Tennis, last year's Nationals had $26,800 in prize money. So it's like... I don't know. I just like, I'm just so embarrassed of our sport. Like I wish that we had organizers and leaders that, that like actually cared to grow our sport and got it on ESPN and got sponsors to pay for 
150,000 in prize money. And like, I'm really glad that pickleball is able to do it because like, who's ever heard of pickleball before, like five years ago, but it's cool that they're, they're doing it. And I, I hope I don't have high hopes, but I do hope that like USA TT and just table, any sort of table tennis organization can look at pickleball as an example of how to run a sport because USA TT is just the worst at it. And they've continued to like sink the sport and make it more of like, just like a basement game. And while other sports are growing and it's, it's cool to see on their side, but it's also like just totally embarrassing and pathetic on our side. So hopefully, hopefully we can learn something from them and, and grow. So, yeah, I mean, um, just, uh, I think just this month, um, Adriana Diaz was named the athlete of the decade in Puerto Rico. Wow. Awesome. Um, in all, like overall, all sports in Puerto Rico. Yeah. And she was on a, um, she was on the cover of like this sports magazine and I mean, it's, uh, it's cool. That's I good. Would, that's good yeah, for the I mean, sport, right? Like that's, yeah, that's good for her for sure, but also good for the sport. And hopefully it'll bring more people into table tennis and right. Right. It's just kind of like looking at like Kanak who has to go to Germany to play and, um, Lily, uh, you know, I think the last time she was in a league, it was in India. It's, it's just kind of sad, kind of sad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then every time there's a good, uh, table tennis tournament, uh, we have to stay up all night just to watch it. So, well, hopefully the, um, hopefully, you know, maybe the, so the, um, the world table tennis championships are going to be in Houston next year, as long as that doesn't, um, change. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know, maybe that might be a good, it might be a good opportunity to kind of change some people's perspective. It's for sure a good opportunity. I just, I, I have yeah. doubts whether they'll take advantage of it. So, well, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Other than that, uh, go check out Table Tennis Junkie YouTube. Check out my wife's Instagram, Cakes That Are Baked, Um, and that's all. I don't have any other suggestions (laughs) except for unsubscribe from her, subscribe to mine, and share it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we'll we'll keep an eye on how that how that bet bet goes and. Um, see if you can get that extra five dollars. We'll have to find out what you do with it. Okay, sounds good. I, I'll keep you updated. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll see you next month. All right, thanks. Table Tennis Talk is a monthly podcast by Joey Cochran and Ryan Lewis, edited by Dan Emery from Black Matter Mastering. Music on the podcast comes from Chill Hop Records. Find the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And leave us questions, comments, or feedback on our Facebook page at Table Tennis Talk Podcast or on Twitter at TT Talk Podcast.